0: Hello and welcome to another week of the podcast. My name is Bella and I'm your host and we've got a big episode here today, guys. I have done I've done a rough plan of what we have to talk about and there's um <laughs> a lot of points. But first things first I feel like I need to do like a little life update. That's always what we do. There needs to be a little a little update on everything that's been going on. By the time you listen to this, I'll be in Manchester. It's been a very busy <laughs> three weeks, but it's fine because come this Saturday this weekend and then home for two weekends. So that's nice. That's like calming me. That's making me feel better because the thought of man travelling to Manchester right now makes me want to be sick and cry a little bit. But no, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Oh guys, I had such a nice weekend. I hope you had all a nice weekend because I thought it was gonna be snowy and horrible and it wasn't. I had such a brilliant I had such a nice time, so I went to London at the weekend with Louis for Christmas, for Louis' Christmas present. I bought him tickets to go see the Martinez Brothers uh, printworks, which was incredible. It was so good, but even better, it was on the Saturday, which meant I could spend the Friday night at home, and I've now realised (laughs) I... I think I like doing nothing on a Friday night after work because I'm so tired, I'm so exhausted. But then I also kind of like, in a really super antisocial way, like doing things on the Friday night because then it gets over and done with, and I have two evenings to join before work. But I enjoyed going on the Saturday. It felt like a proper event. I had to wake up at half seven, which on a Saturday was gross. I really needed that lion, but no, it was fine. I was late. But we move. I did my makeup at half seven in the morning, and no joke, my eyeshadow had not moved off my face by three a.m. the next day. It was incredible. I use this Art Deco primer. Ten out of ten would recommend. It's the best primer I've ever used for eyeshadow in my entire life. It doesn't budge. The colors stay so pretty. I'm gonna link it here because honestly, it's it saved my life for festivals. It's so good it's so good so yeah so I traveled to London and the journey was fine it was just kind of it was a really busy train actually a really busy train and mum gave me a chicken satay sandwich and I think it was smelly and I felt a bit guilty and I was debating whether or not to eat it for a good two hours because I was like I don't want to be that person I don't want to smell out the train but then it got to half 12 and I hadn't eaten yet, and I was like, I'm sorry, I'm just going to have to commit. So that was fine. But other than that, I arrived and met Louie, and then we had to walk to the hotel, which was on the other side of London. We walked to the wrong hotel but it's fine. We move. I'm just not thinking about the fact that we walked to the wrong hotel because it wasn't far away. It was just annoying. You know, when you've already traveled so far because we had to get a train. Then I walked to his train station, which was actually in the wrong direction. So we had to walk back to my train station and get the train from there and go straight to there to the hotel and then walk to the hotel. And it was all just a bit of a situation, but it was fine because it was sunny and it was nice just being in London. Scarborough's pretty, but There's just something nicer about being in a city. I feel like it's the way that people take like pride in their appearance and the outfits that they wear and the different food that you can have and there's just so much more going on. It feels like everyone's alive and doing stuff and making the most of their time and just enjoying life. Whereas sometimes here it's just a bit, it's quiet. It's so quiet, which is a plus. I feel like I'm going to miss this when I move there, but it's just nice people just... They just seem happier. People just seem happier. It's just like walking through the town centre, walking through London, all the buildings are just beautiful. They're just so nice and the shops are beautiful. And like me and Louis were just window shopping and obviously like just really expensive things that we're not ever going to buy. And I was like, you just couldn't do anything like that in Scarborough. You walk down the high street and literally it's all closed. But anyway, it was a great time. And then we got ready at the hotel Quick turnaround and went to the rave, which started at five p.m. Which was weird. It felt weird getting drunk at five p.m. Even though it was sunny, I feel like it was weird because it was five p.m. But we were going into this massive warehouse, so it felt really dark. And then I checked my t- like I checked my watch, and it would literally be like half six at night. It was strange. But it was funny because the closer we got, the more people in clubbing outfits appeared, the more drunk people got. It just kind of made me laugh. But then we arrived and Primworks as a venue... I liked it, you know, it was massive. It was, it was weird because the actual, like, how you got into Printworks, like, the warehouse area and the outdoor seating area and the walk-in, like, they had a few different bars inside as well, were huge. Like, really, really big. But then when you actually got into where the venue was, it was really small. It was weird. It was really, really narrow. Really, really narrow. Like, maybe 12 people could stand across, and it was just long. I don't know why they picked it like that. It was strange because because obviously with Warehouse projects, it's huge. Um, but that wasn't necessarily a bad thing. There was also a ba- balcony area, which was cool. We didn't go up to that part, but it looked pretty cool. It was also where Batman was filmed. I don't know if any one of you have seen Batman. I haven't. Louis went to see it without me, which was kind of heartbreaking. But we move, we move. But yeah, the new Batman was filmed there. You know when they go into the club... Um, and it's apparently the Evil Guys Club. That's print work. So yeah, if you've seen that, then you've seen it. And it was good. It was a good event because there was lots of different DJs and that mixed up a bit. I find if you have like one DJ on for like seven hours, it can just be like dun, 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 dun. And it was just, you can get a bit repetitive. So I liked that there was different people and they had different styles, which I enjoyed. It was really nice and everyone was just happy and I had such a good time. Although... I'm glad I wore my platform boots because there was a lot of tall people in the audience. A lot of tall people. But my feet by the end of it, oh my God, were killing. Killing. I also made the fatal error of wearing an entire leather outfit to a rave, which I don't know if I would recommend that ever again. Leather trousers and a leather jacket. This guy just looked at me He was like, are you wearing a leather jacket? And I was like, yes. He was like, you're a different breed. And I was like, I know. It was so warm, so warm. Oh, but then because it was so warm, right? This is my little pet hate. This is my little rant of this podcast episode. People kept taking the top, well, guys kept taking the tops off, which in raves, oh, I just hate it. I hate it because you're in a close area with loads of people. I do not want to be really close to your sweaty back do you know what i mean it's all like clammy and sweaty and gross and when you knock into it and it's sticky and i was like disgusting disgusting but anyway we finished the rave and it was really fun and then we headed back to the hotel and at the beginning of the night see this is always i broke my rule of no plans when you're drunk we planned to go to fabric and we bought the tickets to go to fabric Hmm, which meant we'd already spent the money Louis really wanted to go understandably because he's not boring I was dying when we got back to the hotel I was just lying there and I'd worn these massive platform boots and my feet were so sore and I was so tired and I just could feel my eyes slowly and he was like what are you doing what are you doing and I was like not sleeping definitely not sleeping and I did think I have to rally this is Louis's Christmas present and it was only 11 p.m and we weren't too drunk because the drinks had been so expensive at print work. So, you know, and you just kind of, you've just maintained. there was It wasn't that bad. So then we got on the Boris bikes and we were cycling around. And I just, we passed St Paul's Cathedral and I just felt really happy. I just was like, this is such a happy, nice moment. Um, and then we cycled to Fabric and we went into Fabric. And another good thing happened. We were queuing for ages because it was a big queue. Because obviously it's Saturday night at Fabric at like 1230 one in the morning um and this guy comes up to us and he's like I'm feeling kind today guys I'm gonna give you a bit of a fast track pass I'm gonna queue jump you to the front of the queue not gonna lie I didn't believe him I thought this was just like a scam I thought I was going to the back of the queue somewhere but then he took some other people I was like oh can we come and he was like yeah come on it's fine you two can come too then straight to the front of the queue it was brilliant it was absolutely brilliant because it was freezing outside absolutely freezing so that was that was a lovely little part of the day and then fabric turned out to be really nice because they have this big seating area i don't know if you know but they have like a seating downstairs area and so you just get to like just chill i just sat and my feet were hurting but they were fine because i was i thought i was going to have to stand up and dance for another four or five hours which honestly made me want to cry but i didn't could just sit and it was lovely and i had a great time me and lou were just chatting and it was really really nice and now then we went to bed well not in fabric obviously walked we took the boris bikes back to um the hotel and went to sleep Sadly, though, this was the devastating part. Near the hotel, there was no takeaways. There was nothing. It was like half three in the morning. And I was like, if I order food now, it's not going to come till four. And then I'm not going to go to bed till half four. I just need to go to sleep and then wake up. But I was so hungry when I woke up the next day. Can't even explain how hungry I was. It was a ridiculous level of hunger. So the next day we woke up, got ready, walked around, got food. We went to Borough Market. And remember how hungry I am? Borough Market's closed on a Sunday. It was heartbreaking. It was so upsetting. So we went to Southbank Market and that was honestly just as nice. I had this curry and it was incredible. Although I had this spicy relish on it and it was the spiciest thing I've ever eaten in my entire life. My mouth, I literally had it in my mouth maybe one second. I instantly got hiccups. It was It was too spicy. Well, they should have warned. I think they warned the person in front of me and forgot to warn me. And it was so spicy. But then we went to the Natural History Museum because Louis had never been. And I remember there being a giant... In my head, I remember there being a giant paper mache blue whale. But I'm now... When we went on Sunday, there there's not that. I'm wondering if I'm thinking of the Natural Science Museum. Is there a Natural Science Museum? I don't know. But it was really great. I actually really enjoyed it. It was so much fun. And it was all free. And you walk around and... There was so many things. It was just a good thing. You know when you're feeling a bit hungover and tired and it was just like a nice thing to do because if we went back to the hotel room we were just going to sit there. Like do you know what I mean? It wasn't, we stayed on the hub so it wasn't a big hotel room. So you don't just want to be like confined. It would have felt a bit like claustrophobic because there wasn't really anywhere to sit. It was just like the bed and the bathroom things like that. Um. So that was a good idea. So then we were really tired so we started walking back and we were walking back for like 50 minutes. then an hour and then louis like oh we're here and i was like we're not here we're in soho we're nowhere near where we're meant to be we put in the wrong premier in hub into the google maps honestly i wanted to cry we were still half an hour away from home but then we finally arrived home and we ordered pizza and it was great pizza i don't know why but see pizza in the cities is just so much nicer it just tastes like actual dough it's a just better. It's just better. But by the end of the weekend, I had walked 30 miles. Can we just put that into perspective, how crazy that is? I had actually walked over a marathon and I feel like I'm going to spend the rest of the week recovering because I am exhausted. I've been tired all the time and I'm meant to be going to bed early, but we've got a big podcast to recover. So recover, record. So I don't think that is going to be happening tonight. But I should probably get to the topic of this week's episode because... (laughs) As I said, it's already like 20 to 10. And I have to edit this and go to sleep because I have work tomorrow at 8, which is gross. So this is a little trigger warning or not. Maybe like it doesn't even have to be triggering as such. But I am going to talk about body image, relationships with food, unhealthy relationships with food, um, feeling good about what you eat, feeling bad about what you eat. Just basically food, exercise, body image, all of those types of things which if you're having not a great body image day or you're not feeling in the right headspace for this, this might not be the right time for you to listen to this or it might not ever be the right time and that's okay too, I don't know what you've been through, I don't know what you find comfortable to listen to or what you enjoy so please feel free to pause the podcast and exit it now and go listen to your favourite playlist or something totally different to this but please yes this is your little warning because I know sometimes you're just not feeling into listening something about body image or positivity or like diet culture um and eating relationships with food that type of thing it sometimes can be a bit like set you on the wrong path for the day so I feel like I've given you a good 30 second warning here please leave the podcast if you don't want to listen to this thank you so, as I said, this podcast topic element is going to be on body image because it's something that I have been struggling with. I feel like since I was in year eight, something I've been struggling with for as long as I can remember. But recently, it's kind of been I don't know, I've been struggling with it more than I normally would. And so, it's something that I really want to talk about so that I can kind of hold myself accountable and try and look back on this and think like, okay, no, I'm better than that. This is good. I am growing. So I feel like my relationship with my body, it's it's a tricky one. So when I was younger, I was always really, really sporty. But I always felt like based a lot of my self-worth and value in how toned I looked, how much I weighed. I remember when I was like at the height of my kind of, I was really good at athletics and when I was doing my most amount of running um, in year eight, I looked and I weighed myself and my weight had dropped below like this certain point on the scales that it hadn't dropped below before. And I remember feeling this excitement that I had managed to get to that number. That because my number on that scale had decreased to that point, in my head, my self-worth and my value had instantly skyrocketed, instantly skyrocketed. And looking back on that, I'm now realising how I should have... I mean, you're young, you're only 13, 14, so you don't know that that impact, that that kind of path that you're heading on in your relationship with your body is sending you on. But it's... I think it was... It's scary to think that I had that thought that at such a young age because it means that as you grow up, as your body changes, as you put on weight, as you lose weight, is something you already have signified to yourself that you think that your weight and your body image and your relationship with food and everything like that is intrinsically related to your self-worth and your value and how you are as a person. You have stopped, it's almost like you've stopped viewing your body as, it's almost like you've stopped viewing your body as a vessel for you to do something in, it's not just a body anymore, you've started viewing it as an object that needs to be edited and altered and changed, you've stopped viewing it as, as a vessel for you to do things with, it's, it's not something that you are just meant to keep healthy, it's something you're meant to look after and care for and enjoy being in, now you're seeing it as something you have to prioritize you have to look that certain way and in my head I'd already started at age 13 no age 14 and I just think that I remember it at that point and year eight was a year where it all kind of started for me because on top of that I felt really good in how I looked and that was really toxic in itself as well and you can't fully blame yourself because you look at the environment that you were placed in and you look at what was going on and constantly on magazine covers since I've grown up there has always been those like best bikini body worst bikini body I remember going through a phase where I would I wanted to eat special k that's all I wanted to eat because it told you that it would give you that like super bikini body and that was when I was in year nine I just wanted mum to buy the summer fruits um, berry because I thought if I ate that in the mornings, then I would get that body that they said. I would lose weight. And I think you have to... I mean, look, look at what we were surrounded with, the special K diet. All of these dieting, you need to diet this, you need to diet this, thinner is better. Like, all of these things were always constantly filling your mind. So it's no wonder that age 14, when you're already so impressionable... That you start to feed into this. And then when you find a result that actually proves your point, and you think, Yes, you know what? I've done it. This is great. You've proved to I proved to myself then that I could get to that point. And I think that really started off the tricky relationship with food. I remember I would find that I wouldn't restrict myself from eating things, but I pace a lot of morals in regards to the food itself. In reality, no food is good or bad morally food has no value food is food food is just fuel it's just like it's just a token to fuel your body that is it there's this really really great page by she well lucy mountain um i'm gonna tag her here she's brilliant and she did this um she has taught me a lot about how food isn't morally good or morally wrong It's all about things in moderation. Realistically, if you ate all apples for the rest of your life, that is horrific. That is not good for you. That is not healthy. If you ate lettuce for the rest of your life, if you just ate apples and lettuce for the rest of your life, that is not a healthy diet. You're not having any protein, carbohydrates. You're not getting the energy you need, the sugars that you need. Just as if you just ate chocolate cake for the rest of your life, that's not healthy either because you're not getting the vitamins, the minerals, the antioxidants, all the other elements of your diet that you need to have. But I had stopped realising this. I had placed in my head eating apples and lettuce and cucumber and salads and things like that made me a good person. And when I ate biscuits and chocolate and pancakes and crisps and stuff, that made me a bad person. And I think Looking back on that now, it makes me sad to think that I thought like that because I'm realising how toxic it was. And it wasn't just toxic for me, it's toxic for everyone else around you because you don't know. I don't know what I said. I don't know what I said. but I probably said something about that just as everyone else said something about that and you don't know who you're fueling into. It's weird to think about because I remember, like, I would literally, this food wasn't very nice at school. I didn't like it. So I was literally just having lettuce and cucumber. What is that? And I think that's also the school's fault for not acknowledging that that shouldn't be allowed. That is not a healthy, nutritious lunch. Anyway, I'm getting sidetracked because then I got into a bad relationship. I say, like, so I kind of like struggled with this good, bad morals thing, but I was doing, I was working out and it was going all right. And I was kind of like just muddling along, you know? It was like, Things didn't get bad, things didn't get worse. I did a lot of sport, but I still ate healthy. But I just, the main thing for me was that the morals that I associated with food, that would really play on my mind. And then I got into the bad relationship. And again, I started to gain weight because we would just really sit together and watch films and eat snacks. But like, I would eat a lot of snacks. I wouldn't really think about it, but if you're sat watching films for like four hours, because Like, I wouldn't say we really got on that well. So we were kind of watching films as a distraction, probably. You just, like, sat just eating for four hours. You'd never normally do that. It's not a normal way to eat, really. And they're just, like, crisps or something. It's a nothing food, which are absolutely delicious and nothing wrong with eating them. But you're hungry. I was hungry. And so I was eating that to fill up. And also, because I was doing this, I wasn't being as active as I used to be. I wasn't kind of going on walks anymore, I wasn't running anymore, and I lost that part of me. And the longer I left it, the more I kind of turned exercise into something that I didn't enjoy. I made it into something that I actually really hated, which isn't very true, because I love exercise. Like, for me now, it's weird looking back on that, because I find, like, running and exercise and... Kind of like prioritizing that, so important, integral to keep kind of maintaining my mental health and maintaining how I'm feeling and my hormones and my mood swings. My moods are so much better when I'm spending time outside and kind of making that time for myself. So it's sad to think that I'd kind of lost that part of myself. But I think as the relationship shifted into a place where I was really unhappy, I started to notice. So it kind of went like I was doing this food. I stopped exercising and then it got worse. And I started to notice that I had a bad relationship with food. I think this was in year two of uni. So that that kind of like had happened for a few years. And then I got into year two of uni and I started to notice that I had a bad relationship with food in terms of the guilt I would feel after these nights. So I would feel really guilty if I ate those foods. And then the next day I would not eat as much or I'd like really really restrict and in my head that made it okay it was like I needed to do something to deserve food but reality is you don't need to deserve food food's just fuel It's just fuel for life you deserve food for any kind of thing but I think the main thing was I was just filling up and eating such a high quantity of these sugary things I was hungry all the time so it wasn't Working and so, when I started to acknowledge that you know what, things aren't going great, we're not feeling great about ourselves. I wasn't feeling happy, I wasn't comfortable in my body anymore because it had changed so much. Because I had put on weight and I wasn't able to do as much running as I used to be doing, and I wasn't as sporty as I was. And for me, as I said before, that had always been such a massive release. That had always been something that I had used to make me feel good. And so at that point in uni, uh, no, no, this was still a, this was at the end of first year. I tried to shift it how I felt about food, but because my mind was still in such a toxic place, because the relationship was no good, it didn't matter I I shifted it into trying to be like more body positive about myself and being like you know what I love myself it doesn't matter what I eat I can eat crap I can eat whatever I want my body's great no matter what which is true and I'm now I was the reality is I was just binge eating unhealthy foods I think that's the reality I was just like binge eating these really unhealthy things because I was so unhappy I felt sad and that sugar rush gave me an instant dopamine rush which filled a little gap where I felt sad. For those moments, I didn't feel sad anymore. And food started to turn into this thing that I would would need. Like if I felt really sad, then I'd be like, you know what, you're doing great. You can eat this. It's fine. It'll make you feel better. Blah, 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 blah. And it was making me feel better in those moments. But long term, it didn't make me feel better. I feel like that was big in summer 2019 it was kind of all right when I was at uni because I was on my own but when we were together when I was with my ex then it was like bad and it got worse and worse and worse and I stopped doing exercise totally I just and I'm now realizing realistically I just kind of gave up myself a little bit but I put this under the umbrella of loving myself and loving my body but the reality was I was so un in love with my body and myself and life itself that I was just using this as an escape. But I only see that now looking back on it. It's only now I'm like, how many years ago is that? 2019, 2020, 21, 22, three years later. It's only now that I see that this is what I was doing. And even when I was doing it, I knew it was weird. I knew that I shouldn't really have been viewing my relationship with food in that way. I knew that wasn't really the main message of that it, it does not that it doesn't matter what you I'm not saying it's like that but it's like I was using food to make me feel happy rather than just seeing it as fuel it I had shifted it into even a more or even a more kind of like worse place and it's strange because I'd also stopped doing the exercise and now I've said like exercise and running is such a massive thing for me in terms of my mental health and as a release not a dopamine rush an endorphin rush that's what I meant um endorphin rush and feeling good in myself um and the fact that I had removed this from my life and replaced it with something that was never going to be good is always sad to think about I also think that in being in the bad place I'd lost that side to myself that made me want to feel good I didn't really care anymore and so I was just like you know what it's just a body it's fine I'll just eat whatever I want I'll just blah 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 blah. which it is just a body but I just felt really low energy. I just didn't feel good in myself. It wasn't, for me, it wasn't really about how I looked anymore. I just felt tired and low energy and just down. I just didn't feel good. And then slowly this started to change because I realised when I got back from that holiday, I was like, you know what? I started uni again and I was in a house full of girls and some of them went to the gym and I was like you know what I'm gonna start going to the gym again. I'd never been to the gym. I thought the gym was terrifying. It was terrifying but in the end I started to really really love it I was still in the relationship, so it wasn't that that had gone that had kind of given me the final push to go to the gym and start finding that self, but I was spending more time on my own because I'd gone to uni, and slowly I started to love the feeling of working out again. I was sleeping better, and I felt better in myself because of it, but I was still going for toxic reasons. I wanted to be thinner, I wanted a bigger bum, I wasn't simply going just to feel good, I was going to change how I looked, and that was still toxic see this is the thing with the body image and the journey with food and relationships you think you've crossed one hurdle but then there's always something else there's always something else even when you're on the right track even when you're eating healthy or something there's always something telling you something bad about it and it's just a constant I think it's in it's the society that we live in make it so hard for this just being neutral cause it's so hard, you have to fight for it to be neutral, you're not fighting for it to be positive, it's not naturally neutral, and it's either going to be positive or negative, depending on which way you push your energy in, you have to fight for it simply to be neutral, which means you have to really fight for it to be a positive experience, which I think is why, when you'll hear me talking, you'll notice that there's like, oh, she did that thing good, oh, but it wasn't all fully good, there was still that, there were still some issues, so then this is what I kind of happened, what I realised throughout lockdown, no, throughout um, the gym. And I was really enjoying the gym and I got into a good relationship with it and it was really fun. But then lockdown happened and it was only when I sat down with myself and realised the place I was in wasn't a good place. I broke up with that ex And it made me take stock of where I was. It made me sit down and be like, what am I doing? What am I doing? What is going on? Because right now, this isn't great. This is not, this isn't going very well. I'm not happy with myself. I don't look in the mirror and think, I love what I look like. I think I look great. I'm so proud of myself. I place too much value in how I look. And so the first thing that I changed was my Instagram feed. I changed it all up. I unfollowed a lot of people, and I followed a lot more body positive people I followed um i I'm gonna tag them all underneath here because there's too many to count really, but Lucy Mountain I followed her, I followed the make love not Diets account, which has just changed recently. I can't remember the new name. I followed the body Po panda, just so many different accounts, which meant that now the information that I was ingesting was no longer really, really toned physique or really, really like hyper nutritional meals and stuff that was just unattainable. It's not real life. It's not realistic. And that changed how I was thinking about things. It made me think, I, I think it, it removed as many triggers. It removed as many guilty triggers from me. The next thing I did was I stopped weighing myself completely I realized for me that the scale was too deep rooted in something that was bad. For me it would always be something that made me feel shitty for the rest of the day. I am unable to weigh myself in the morning and dependent on that number not base my self-worth on it. Because of just it's just because of where we've grown up. You know what I mean? We've grown up in a society where your value on the your value on that scales is always been related to your self-worth, so it was no wonder we all struggle with it, but I just stopped doing it, I just stopped, because I realised it would make me feel shitty for the rest of the day, so I just stopped, and then I started exercising, because it made me feel good, I started following workouts that I enjoyed, like I did dance workouts, they're so much fun, I did wake workouts without a pan, and then lockdown started to get back to life, so I started going to the gym again, and you know what I mean? I started to find this relationship with exercise and with food that was a healthier, it was more maintainable, it wasn't, I find sometimes I do things by extremes, I do extreme gym, I'll do extreme podcast, I'll, do you know what I mean? I'll really, really commit to something, not extreme podcast, that was a bad example, but i like, I'll do an extreme clear out, I'll do an extreme trend with clothes, like I'll follow it completely and I don't think that is healthy, but I started to find a healthier way. And now I was probably in the middle of third year and I got super stressed. But rather than, because third year is stressful, like let's be honest, third year is really, really stressful. But rather than going back to food for that serotonin boost, I started going to the gym because beforehand, whenever I felt sad, whenever I felt like a bit down... I would literally just go to the go to the freezer and get a spoonful of ice cream or I'd go and get a spoonful of Nutella or I'd get like a little like sweet thing, I'd go get a biscuit, I'd go make a cup of tea and have like that would be the thing that I would tell myself would make me feel better which it doesn't make you feel better though because you're just, it's like a plaster over the wound, it's not actually solving it and in an hour you won't feel better, it's only solving it for those five minutes, it's not really working but rather than doing, in third year, rather than going back to that, I kind of, I started going back to the gym. And because I was going there, it was more of an incentive to eat healthy. I wasn't saying, I'm not saying that I didn't eat snacks. I ate so many snacks. It was great. But it was more the I didn't want to just eat loads and loads of rubbish as I normally wanted to eat when I was, I did want to eat all the crisps. Like, I'm not saying I didn't eat crisps or anything like that. I did, obviously, but... I wanted to eat things that would make me feel good. I wanted my skin to be glowing. I wanted to give my body the right nutrition that it needed because I was exercising and also I was in a really stressful period and I knew this would make me feel better, which in turn was a positive cycle. And this stayed for a while. This kind of like, I love who I am, I'm doing okay, I'm eating the right things, it's all right. This kind of like removing as much guilt from the situation as it was. But recently, I've noticed myself slipping into old habits. I've noticed my kind of thinking is still something that I struggle with, and I don't know if it's because I'm tired. But I've way more recently start to associate guilt with foods, even though I know this isn't true, and even though I follow so many more accounts now, I'm so much more educated on it all. It's ridiculous, and I know it's ridiculous. I know it's ridiculous. I've started to get that guilty feeling the day after, like I feel like I'm not doing enough to make myself feel healthy or do this and I think that's really toxic and I really, really want to work on removing that kind of mind frame of food has no moral value so it doesn't matter, what you're trying to do is make yourself feel great and sometimes a chocolate biscuit might be the thing that makes you feel great, you really want one so you have one and it's great but... Doesn't mean you're any better or any worse than if you had an apple. Literally makes no difference whatsoever. The thing is, it's everything in moderation and it's saying that you can have a varied diet. You're allowed. Like reality is, you have that, you feel guilty for the entire day and you don't eat anything else. Well, what nutrition is that giving you? It's not giving you any. And so this time I want to do it differently because I think this is a reoccurring thing that keeps coming into my head and maybe it's coming into your head too. And I want to tackle it from the root cause. I feel like I, for so long, have been doing kind of like, oh, this is a bit of an issue, and then I'll go into being more healthy, and I'll feel good for a while, and then I'll have a little bit of slip-up, and blah, 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 but I'm not tackling the issue at the root cause. I'm just tackling the issue kind of surface level, which isn't enough anymore. I'm kind of, I'm done with that now. I don't, I don't want that. So how am I solving it this time? So again, I changed up the people I was following Remember, you don't have to unfollow people because I know there are some people that you can't unfollow. Some of your friends might unintentionally post things that you find really hard to see. They might talk a lot about their weight or how body image has affected them or how weight they've put on, weight they've lost, how much they're going to the gym, blah, 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 blah. And that could put you in a bit of a negative head head headspace. So remember, you can mute people and they don't know. You can mute people's stories, you can mute their posts, you can mute them. Press those three little dots at the top of their account and I promise you, they will never find out and it could give you so much happiness. So I've done that. I've muted people that haven't made me feel good or I've unfollowed them and there's nothing wrong with that. I've also been more conscious of the different types of things I ingest on social media. For example, the what I ate in a day reels... I have stopped watching them because I realised I was not watching them from a point of interest or... Well, sometimes I was, not all the time. But sometimes I was watching them comparing what they eat to give reason to what I was eating. I would think, oh, you've eaten that, that, that and that. That means I can eat this. Which is totally stupid because food, your metabolic rate is totally different to someone else's. Someone could eat like five chocolate cakes and literally not see anything another person could eat five chocolate weights at chocolate cakes and put on loads of weight because their metabolic rate is lower do you know what i mean they could eat a really high calorie dense diet and that maintained their physique but someone else could eat a really high calorie dense diet and that meant that they put on weight you can't it's totally pointless watching it so i started doing that i had also started to eat foods that didn't make me feel good i was eating a lot of like cheesy things like cheese based stuff dairy and bread and things like that, and so I was realising, I don't think this is making me feel great, I think it's making me feel sluggish, main thing I was eating a lot of biscuits, which sounds stupid, but I was hungry, but I didn't have any like healthier options in it, and I wanted healthier options, it wasn't, I didn't want a biscuit, but I wasn't craving it, I just was hungry and wanted something small to eat, and so I went to the shops and I did a food shop, so those things are in, I went and got the things that I'd been craving, because I know I'll feel better after eating those things and those are what I want to eat but I'm also conscious of when I want to eat a bag of crisps eat a bag of crisps when you want to eat chocolate eat chocolate life is too short life is so much too short and also there's no moral better of eating I don't know celery all that I'm mainly doing the kind of trying to eat more nutrients and I think this has also helped in the way I shift to my food now I try and see everything that I'm eating as like a point for my body do you know like each different color is a different type of point you've got to try and get as many different points as you can and eating a yogurt bowl with granola and things like that and that's got more points in it than a chocolate biscuit if i'm hungry so i'm gonna eat that because i'll feel fuller and it'll be nicer and i'll enjoy it more but if i'm really craving a chocolate biscuit obviously gonna go for that i'm trying to remove the guilt away from it and see it in more of like eating is a task that you should fulfill for your body food is simply a token of energy, it is nothing, there is no moral control to it. I also switched up my workout plan, so for me I've realised, I think this is still something I'm struggling with with body image, it's not, I don't think I'm there yet with it, but I can't, you can't tackle everything at once and right now I'm tackling the food situation, so for me I've realised I need structure, I need If I have like a workout plan in place, it makes me feel a lot better about what I'm doing and where I'm at and kind of like my plan that I'm on. And so I started doing Shreddy and I'm really enjoying it. It gives me a sense of control and I feel like I'm doing stuff and it kind of lets me know what to do the next week. I'm not good at just organising my time in terms of workouts because I don't really know what to do and i think that that's why these apps are so popular and they have 20% off at the moment so 17 quid for 3 months is so much cheaper than my gym membership my gym membership was 100 quid for 3 months so i'm really enjoying doing that i've also stopped asking people triggering questions i don't ask people i think i'm too sensitive maybe i'm too sensitive but if i ask someone what they had for breakfast and they start telling me about their slim fast diet or intermittent fasting or something like this rather than being like that's nice and just think about what I have, it instantly makes me question what I've been eating and how I've been feeling and I start to beat myself up about it. It's a real vicious cycle and it's not healthy for me. I've realised it's not, I don't actually need to know. So I've just stopped asking too much of a leading question that could lead into a question that makes me feel bad if I know you've done that, I don't really, it's not going to make me feel good. So I just stopped asking. I think I'm now so much more conscious of what the information that I'm ingesting and how that's going to affect me. Whereas before I used to be quite passive about it and just accept the emotions as they came. I think my big thing from this episode that I want to kind of leave you with is that it's okay to not feel great in your body all the time. I have bad body images too and I'm not there yet to be honest and these are the things that I'm starting to do at the moment in hopes that I'll feel a little bit better and it'll make me feel better and some days I'm going to look at myself and not feel good and other days I'll feel great but I know rather than the difference with how I'm responding to these feelings this time is instinctually I would just normally actively get really healthy like ridiculously I would try all the shakes I'd try all the smoothies I'd try and do all the workouts I'd make sure I got out walking but blah blah blah, blah. Rather than doing that this time, which is my instinct response, and it's what I want to do, I feel like I actually want to treat the root of this issue. I want to get to the bottom of it. I don't want to place value in foods anymore. I want to remove the guilt from eating and exercising and just see things that as things that make life a little more interesting. I'm not taking a before and after photo of me working out at the moment. I was going to, and then I realised that for some people this can be really motivating, but for me it's kind of a sign of this is where you have to get to and if you don't maintain this then I just know it'll trigger a lot of things for me. I want to do this workout plan for myself to make me feel good and to make me exercise and to make my headspace good and to make my body feel good and that is what I want to gain from it. I'm not really going to place too much value in how I look or The foods that I'm eating, I'm just trying to eat really nutritious to get as many points into my body as I can. That's how I'm seeing it. I'm shifting the way I'm looking at it. It's almost like a game. I'm making it like a game because that way I don't see it as good or bad. I just see it as maximizing on points. You can still get points through chocolate cake, (laughs) but I think that rounds up the end of this episode because it has been 45 minutes long, which is lengthy. I know I normally have a new things at the end of the podcast, but. Okay, we'll do it really quickly. My new thing of this week is that I have found this thing called coconut milk. It's not right. That was the stupidest sentence I think I've ever said in my entire life. It's not coconut milk. It's like it's like soy milk, but the coconut version. I want to say coconut milk, but that it's not that. I actually think it's like desiccated coconut just in water, but they just sell it in a milk. It's like £1.40 from Aldi and it's the most incredible drink I've ever had in my entire, entire, entire life, entire life. Ever. This is just time to go out and buy it. It's delicious and I love it. In other news, yeah, I have nothing. My book is the best book I've ever... It's incredible. It's brilliant and I'm loving it. It It was honestly part of the inspiration for this podcast. There was a part and they started talking about um, bodies and body image and... Well, not really body image, just more about her father's body. I'm going to read it. This can be the end of the podcast. I'm going to skip parts because it's it's kind of long, but he says, so as though she could read his mind, Sammy mused aloud. Isn't it amazing how physical love is? Our body is better at recalling what it felt like to be touched by someone than our brain is at remembering the things the person said. She blew on the fine hairs on her lower arm. I remember my father mainly in terms of his body, how he smelled and how he walked how it felt to lay my head on his shoulder and put my hand on his. Almost the only thing I can recall of his voice is how he used to say, my little sasser. I miss the warmth of his body, and I'm still furious that he'll never come to the telephone again, even though I've got important things to tell him. But I miss his body most. Where he always used to sit in his armchair, there's nothing but air. Stupid, empty air. Purdue nodded. The trouble is that so many people most of them women, think they have to have the perfect body to be loved. But all it has to do is be capable of loving and being loved, he added. Oh Jean, please tell that to the world, laughed Sammy and passed in the onboard microphone. We are loved if we love, another truth we always seem to forget. Have you noticed that most people prefer to be loved and will do anything it takes? Diet, rake in the money, wear scarlet underwear, if only they loved with the same energy, hallelujah, the world would be so wonderful and so free of tummy tuck tights. And it made me think that realistically, good food, bad food, how your body looks, how your body feels, it doesn't really matter. It doesn't matter. And it's something that I really want to work on because it ruins moments for you. I don't want to be basing my food off a menu at a restaurant anymore by what's healthiest. I don't want to be thinking, oh no, I can't eat that because that's unhealthy and blah, 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 blah. Lucy Mountain did a really good post today about the different kind of... I'm going to put it here because it's great. And she talks about how you eat unhealthy at the weekend, but you eat healthy throughout the week. And you bully yourself for the next four days about eating unhealthy at the weekend, but realistically, when you look at that over the source of the week and then the month then the year, the amount of healthiness overruns the amount of unhealthiness by masses amounts. It's ridiculous that you're feeling guilty about food. And again, as they were saying, as they were saying, I just felt like it was a nice sentiment. It made me think that your body is really just there to love other people and for you to be loved yourself and that is it, that's all that matters. Anyway, I'm about to fall asleep, I can sense it but I hope you all have a lovely day wherever you are and have done something nice for yourself this weekend and have enjoyed this episode, it's been a little vulnerable, we like those episodes but I hope you've enjoyed it and remember to rate subscribe and leave a review if you can and we will also on apple podcast so if you can leave a little review there that would be greatly appreciated um, make sure you're following me on instagram at you've got mail and pod and i'll speak to you soon bye